Welcome to the podcast of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta, where we are committed to changing lives with faith, hope, and love. We're so glad you are here. A second scripture lesson from the Old Testament book of 2 Samuel. Selected verses from chapter 18. Again, I invite you to listen for the word of the Lord. The king ordered Joab and Abishai and Etai, saying, Deal gently for my sake with the young man, Absalom. And all the people heard when the king gave orders to all the commanders concerning Absalom. So the army went out into the field against Israel, and the battle was fought in the forest of Ephraim. The men of Israel were defeated there by the servants of David, and the slaughter there was great on that day, 20,000 men. The battle spread over the face of all the country, and the forest claimed more victims that day than the sword. Absalom happened to meet the servants of David. Absalom was riding on his mule, and the mule went under the thick branches of a great oak. His head caught fast in the oak, and he was left hanging between heaven and earth while the mule that was under him went on. And ten young men, Joab's armor-bearers, surrounded Absalom and struck him and killed him. Then the Cushite came, and the Cushite said, Good tidings for my lord and king, for the Lord has vindicated you this day, delivering you from the power of all who rose up against you. The king said to the Cushite, Is it well with the young man Absalom? The Cushite answered, May the enemies of my lord the king and all who rise up to do you harm be like that young man. The king was deeply moved and went up to the chamber over the gate and wept. And as he went, he said, O my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I have died instead of you, O Absalom, my son, my son. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Last Sunday, Reverend Cassie Waits preached a beautiful sermon focused on Absalom, one of King David's sons. Leaving worship, uh, leaving the worship service, several members commented on how rarely anyone ever talks about Absalom. Bill Fogarty said that he hadn't heard about Absalom since he was a kid in, in Sunday school, but then he heard about him last Sunday. So I wanted to deal with him again today, specifically focusing on how King David talks about him. Scripture tells us a lot about King David. Probably there is considerably more written about King David than any of us would really want to know. In reading the Bible, we see that, that David not only defeated the giant Goliath, but grew up to become a man who abused his power was corrupted by his status and got so used to dealing harshly with his enemies that he seems to have forgotten that one of his enemies was his own son. Our scripture lesson ended with King David's hauntingly emotional words of mourning. Oh, my son Absalom, my son, my son Absalom, would I have died instead of you, O oh, Absalom, my son, my son. 
Just in this one verse, King David refers to Absalom as his son five times. Before this verse, Absalom is known by King David as the young man, as though the king barely knew him. Have you ever heard of something like that that happening before? Have you ever been so mad at someone that you momentarily forgot how much you love them? Or have you ever noticed how easy it is for some people to do violence or to speak harshly of whole groups, say the Jews, when they're all lumped together, but then when uh, something happens so that, so that one sees a member of this group as an individual, maybe they find out that their neighbor is Jewish and something changes altogether. So some say, maybe even some here would say that they can't stand millennials. <laughs> all millennials do is look at their phones hand them a paper map, and they don't know what to do with it. When you hear someone talk this way about this group of people we call millennials, ask them about their 25-year-old grandchildren and listen to how immediately their attitude changes. Or consider how harsh sentencing for minors makes perfect sense until it is your kid getting into trouble. It's amazing, but it's true. When we see people as people, we are capable of incredible kindness, incredible empathy. When we don't, when we lump them all together, we are capable of incredible evil. One of the most terrifying movies I've ever seen is a children's movie. Does that sound crazy, a terrifying uh, children's movie? Or uh, does it sound crazy that your preacher got terrified by a children's movie? This movie is called The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. It's the story of a father who oversees a German concentration camp. The camp is way out in the country, so his family must leave their home in the city to go out there. His, his son must leave all his friends, and in his new home, without any neighbors, he becomes lonely and bored. One day he, he wanders beyond the fence of the beautiful estate and discovers a barbed wire fence. On the other side of that barbed wire fence is a boy, his same age, playing in the dirt, wearing striped pajamas. Can you imagine where this story is going? The German boy and the Jewish boy become friends. They eventually dig a small hole under the fence so that the German boy can go inside the fence to play. This is fine until all the children inside the fence are corralled for what they're told will be a shower. The German boy is pushed in with them and his father, his father must face the total depravity of what he's been doing now for months as he searches through the bodies to find his son lying among them. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. His eyes were opened when it was too That's how it was with King David. 
When he says, oh, Absalom, my son, my son, it's as though he's seeing this war for what it really is for the very first time. Before that, it was just a a rebel faction of his own citizens led by a young man who must be stopped. As he holds his boy's head in his arms, his senseless bloodshed, this is senseless bloodshed in his eyes, nothing more. Has it ever been this way with you? That the way you see changes, instead of making generalizations about a group of people, something happens and you really see that they are just people. There's an important book that was on Oprah's book club list a couple years ago. It's called Sing, Unburied, Sing. It's a hard book to read, for it tells the story of a broken family, a father incarcerated at Parchman Prison, and his son... His son's so full of innocence, though he is treated as a criminal before he has the chance to even begin to understand who he was born to be. Pulled over on the side of the road, the police officer who pulled him over sees him as a threat, as a danger, and tells him repeatedly to put his hands over his head and to get down on the ground. Having heard this boy's story... The reader can only see him as a child, just a boy, made a victim again and again, afraid of his own shadow and protector of his baby sister. For everything can change depending on how much you allow yourself to see the humanity of the people who are being hurt. Everything changes. When you know their story, everything changes when it is your son. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. All the fight goes out of King David when he realizes that it's his son who's dead and he is the one who's done it. And trying to defend his place of power. You can't help but wonder... What he would have changed had he been able to see it sooner, just as, just as we all do. Once we begin to see people as people, maybe we start to ask, how could I have made that joke now that I know how much hurt it causes? How could I have ever thought that way? What's true is that Scripture is always pushing us to see people more clearly and more truly as people, asking us always, how well are we doing in loving our neighbors as ourselves? Truly, not always so well. But God, God always sees this way. To God, everybody is somebody and all children are precious. One of the most powerful sermons I've ever read is one preached by a preacher at his, own, at his own son's funeral. It was preached by William Sloan Coffin, and it begins like this. As almost all of you know, a week ago last Monday night, driving in a terrible storm, my son Alexander, who to his friends was a real day brightener, and to his family, fair as a star when only one is shining in the sky. My, my 24-year-old Alexander, who enjoyed beating his old man at every game and in every race, beat his father to the grave. He goes on to say that his own heart is mending, 
Thanks in large part to all those members of the church who have written letters and been present with him and his family. However, he points out one whose presence was, was less than helpful. When a person dies, there are many things that can be said, and there is at least one thing that should never be said. The night after Alex died, I was sitting in the living room of my sister's house outside Boston when the front door opened and in came a nice-looking middle-aged woman carrying about 18 quiches. When she saw me, she shook her head and headed for the kitchen, saying sadly over her shoulder, I just don't understand the will of God. Instantly, I was up and in hot pursuit, swarming all over her. I'll say you don't, lady, I spoke. I knew the anger would do me some good, and the instruction to her was long overdue. I continued, do you think it was the will of God that Alex never fixed that lousy windshield wiper of his, that he was probably driving too fast in such a storm, that he probably had a couple of frosties too many? Do you think it is God's will that there are no street lights along that stretch of road and no guardrail separating the road and Boston Harbor? Maybe you can relate. For so often, in an attempt to bring comfort to the most horrible of situations, good Christian people carrying quiches and casseroles don't see people as people. They think with their heads more than they see with their hearts, which is the opposite of what God always does, says the preacher. The one thing that should never be said when someone dies is, it is the will of God. Never do we know enough to say that. My own consolation lies in knowing that it was not the will of God that Alex died, that when the waves closed over the sinking car, God's heart was the first of all our hearts to break. Oh, Absalom, my son, my son. The difference between God and David is not how much it hurt, but that God never forgot, even for an instant, that it would. God was never just fighting a war. God was never just squashing an insurrection. With God, there is only mourning in wartime for every child dead on the battlefield is precious in His sight. This is how we must all learn to see. For our country and our community, it divides over all these different issues. We feel such strong feelings about the vaccine or whether or not to require a mask. Remember that everything changes when it is our son who is on the ventilator. And when that's the case, who cares about public opinion? Who cares about the, the middle ground? Who cares about what is popular or objective? It is just, oh, Absalom, my son, my son. And it is in this moment when we have finally started to see clearly in the same way. 
We talk objectively about marriage equality. We talk of family values and societal standards until it is our child who has tried to take his own life because of how he's wired. And we will never understand. Everything changes when we recognize it is our child's life. Oh, Absalom. My son, my son. When we see it this way, we see as God always sees. When we see this way, we truly begin to live our Christian faith. When we remember that when one of our children dies, God's heart was the first of all our hearts to break. This is how we must live our faith. Just as our first scripture lesson said, we must be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us. We must remember to love this way at school, We must remember to to live this way at work. We must remember to love this way at home. To live our faith, we must be imitators of the one whose heart is always the first to break. Amen. This podcast is a ministry of First Presbyterian Church of Marietta. Come join us Sundays at 189 Church Street, Marietta, Georgia, or visit us online at fpcmarietta.org.